Welcome to the BamaInsider.com podcast. You can subscribe to any of our future shows by simply clicking subscribe in iTunes or Google Play. Just search BamaInsider.com podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello, Alabama Nation. Welcome to the Bama Insider Podcast. Your home for news, commentary, and insight into Crimson Tide football and recruiting. Tony Socalas has the latest Alabama football report. The one and only Andrew Bone is the king of Alabama football recruiting coverage. And Kyle Henderson ties it all together on BamaInsider.com. From Tuscaloosa, Alabama, here is the BamaInsider.com Podcast. Welcome to the BamaInsider.com podcast. Monday, May 15th. Today, Nick Saban, Alabama football coach, spoke in the SEC media teleconference. Here's Nick Saban on Monday. We got a podcast coming up, a full podcast lined up with some great interviews. Stay tuned and stay locked on to BamaInsider.com. Next will be Alabama head coach uh, Nick Saban. I believe we are currently holding for Coach Saban to go ahead and get your uh, questions in. Hello. Coach, good morning. Morning, how are you? Great, great. Thanks for being with us. Uh, while we've got questions to come in, would you mind giving us a, a few comments and review of uh, of spring drills at Alabama? Yeah, well, we thought we had a good spring, and lots of young folks especially made a lot of progress in uh, terms of improvement. We had a little bit of a unique situation where we had 16 mid-year guys here, which made us a little like younger than we usually are, but I think it was uh, a good experience uh, from a development standpoint for those guys, uh, personally, academically, and athletically. Uh, and I said this after spring practice was over, I don't think we're an elite team uh, yet. Um, probably adequate, but um, you know we don't want to settle for that. we got a lot of things to improve on. Uh, we got some big challenges early in the season playing against a team like Florida State, and we're looking forward to that challenge. But uh, we've got a lot of development to do over the summer and uh, in this fall camp, but um, I don't want people to think I'm misstating anything. I don't, don't really usually ever think we have an elite team coming out of spring practice. It's, it's sort of a work in progress to get where we want to be, and uh, we've got some of the same challenges this, this year. First up, we have Craig Stevenson of AL.com. Hello, Coach. Uh, let's talk uh, uh, with the AFCA about a proposal that would allow a player to play up to four games in a season without using a red shirt. Is that something you'd be in favor of, and why or why not? Well, I, I think I absolutely would be in favor of that. I think one of the most difficult things that four players themselves is um, – you know, they can't play at all when they're freshmen to be able to gain a redshirt year. Uh, they all want to play. This would give them an opportunity to play some. Uh, it would actually enhance their development to some degree. Uh, I think with um, the numbers that we have right now and uh, it would, and the number of games that we're playing, um, it, you might be able to play a few more players in, in some of those games and that would help some of the other players on your team as well. But I think the number one thing, it would tremendously help the development of some young players on your team to be able to look forward to being able to play in some games but not lose the year. And you eliminate some of these things where a guy plays for, you know, five plays in a game and you got to try to, you 
know, appeal to get his year back because you either made a mistake to put him in the game or you thought he was going to play more and he didn't. Um, I mean, it, it really probably would be a good thing. When you look back on a guy like Marlon Humphrey who redshirted and then left for the NFL after his third year, is he an example of the kind of guy that could benefit from this? I don't think there's any question about it. Um, you know, we, we would love to play Marlon some. He probably deserved to play some, but um, you know, it's kind of an all-or-nothing thing the way it is right now, and uh, this would be, you know, something that I think would be a good thing. Thank you. This is Ray Bitt with Orlando Central. Hey, Coach. I uh, just wanted to know if you'd be in favor of uh, any changes to the SEC's graduate transfer rule. Uh, well, first of all, let me just state my philosophy on it. Um, I don't think we should have free agency in our league. Um, so the rule that we had that did not allow guys to transfer to other SEC schools, I think, is a benefit to all schools in the league. Uh, and it's the right competitive balance and mix. Um, you know, when playing the NFL, you can't just say, I'm going to pick up and go someplace else. Um, so I, I think that's that's a good rule. Now, I know we've had a few guys transfer inside the league. Um, two of our players, actually. Um, and I, I don't know how much it benefited them. Um, I can't speak to that. Thank you. Next is Cecil Hart of the Tuscaloosa News. Hey, Coach. Um, Ed Orgeron was on earlier and, and referred to recruiting at this time as a war and sort of indicated that he thought the early signing period would, would accelerate that. How, how has your staff changed? How have you changed your approach with a, with a December signing day ahead? Well, I do think that it's going to accelerate the recruiting calendar to some degree. Um, we, we haven't really, I mean, we're going about the process of how we do things in the spring like we always do. Um, our, our philosophy is we want to make sure that we get however many players we can take, and I think it's 22 this year or whatever. Um, you know, we want to get 22 good players that have good character that uh, want to commit to the same kind of things that we do here at Alabama to help them be successful as, you know, people, as students, and as players. So, um, you know, I, I think evaluation is important, and I think the sooner you have to make decisions on these guys, the greater opportunity you have to make mistakes. So, you know, we're trying to make sure that we accelerate and do a great job in the evaluation process, and um, you know, I, I still think the summer, you know, June is going to be a real important time for a lot of these guys, but a lot of guys commit earlier and earlier. So, uh, and I'm sure that the biggest fear was having an early signing date, that it would become the signing date, uh, and it would, you know, accelerate recruiting in the season, make more guys take visits during the season. I think these things will probably come be true. Um, I don't know that all those things are good things. Uh, I don't know that accelerating the calendar like we're talking about, letting guys visit in, in the spring um, is all, you know, that good either. So football is a developmental game. Um, you know, a lot of guys.
compared to looking at them when they're seniors look a lot different when they were sophomores and juniors. And by doing all this, we we sort of you know minimize the opportunity to be able to evaluate some of those guys, which affects their opportunity too. So we can talk about all about the opportunity we're giving guys early, but we're also eliminating opportunity for some late bloomers. This is very silly. It's here at 6 a.m. And getting back to the uh, the redshirt proposal, uh, would you be in favor of just doing away with redshirts altogether and having players play uh, have five years to play five? Um, I, you know, it's kind of a hypothetical question, which I don't really like to get into. But uh, I think with a guy having an opportunity to play at some level, uh, rather than having to be completely held out for the entire season, uh, would be a better thing for the players, uh, and it would be better thing, a better thing for player development. Um, so, you know, there's so many guys going out early for the draft now. Uh, redshirting guys is the philosophy of redshirting guys for their developmental purposes has really changed quite a bit. So. Uh, I don't think the rule has ever changed, you know, with that. So to allow a guy to play to some degree, I don't really know what the right degree is. I don't know if it's four games. I don't know if it's the same as the injury rules, half the games in the first half of the season. I, I like the four-game thing better. Um, so I, 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 hypothetically, I don't know that just having five years to play would be a great thing. It would, you know, take all the – you know, you wouldn't have to worry about whether a guy plays or not, so that'd probably be a good thing. But I, I can't, I, I, I haven't thought about it enough to know whether it's something I would be for or not. Okay, it's a totally different subject altogether. With Najee Harris and Roland Early, how did you see him progress from practice one to, to the spring game and what did he need to work on the summer? Najee Harris. Yeah, Najee had a great spring. Um, it's a learning experience for him. Uh, both on and off the field, uh, but a fine young person who is going to be a really, really good player. And um, I think his knowledge and experience of the game in the spring is going to be very beneficial to him. And uh, I think, you know, pass receiving wise, playing without the ball, uh, these are the things that probably are the most apparent things that he needs to, to work on when he has the ball in his hand. He's a pretty effective player. Matt Hey, Coach. The, the two defensive linemen that you have coming in later this month, LeBron Ray and Darian Mathis, what do you feel like their strengths are as players? What did you guys identify during the recruiting process that you felt like they bring to the table? Well, you know, both guys are a little bit different. They certainly both fit the criteria for what we're looking for, for guys to play five, technique, and out. Um, so, you know, it's um, you know, both guys have good size. Uh, both guys have good motor. Both guys uh, can bend and strike and control blockers and control the point. Hopefully, um, you know, they can add something, you know, from a pass rush standpoint. So uh, we were pleased to get both guys, and we're excited about having the opportunity to work with them in the fall. And with the guys that are scheduled to come in later this month, is everyone already qualified? Uh, that, that's a work in progress with a lot of guys. Nobody's really qualified until they graduate. So, um, 
but for where our assumption is is that um, everybody's making the kind of progress that they need to make to, to be able to qualify. Mm 